Welcome back to the second episode and the main episode when it comes to the content that we're going to be giving out in this fantastic podcast called Once You're In, You're In, featuring uh, Reese Pearson and, uh, and Finn Kelly Coach. Uh, in this, we're going to be going through pretty much uh, a back to gym kind of walkthrough. So it's going to be programming um, 101, going through a few different sessions that we're going to be going through. Um, it's probably going to be a bit of a mixture of your, your general informative stuff and then just a bit of just chat, chatting shit in between, to be fair. There's not really going to be too much uh when it comes like to the whole, to the whole of the last episode was yeah pretty much so if you've listened to the first episode there's going to be more in this that's why it's the second episode so uh what we'll do is we'll start off uh, i'm not too sure if we're going to be showing screens or anything but we'll probably just be going through a general overview of where we're going to be training and then what our sessions are uh, due to a few niggles that are sustained by pretty much both of us there's going to be a, a fair amount of like specificity when it comes to the sessions and what we're actually trying to achieve out those sessions and it might give you if you're stuck for ideas you might be going back to the gyms uh when they reopen you might not have a plan in place you definitely could maybe take some inspiration or not you know no one's really forcing you uh, but we'll go from there so uh, i'll pass yeah. it over to finn and we'll get cracking i don't think we will share the screen just because like you said not everyone's going to be watching on youtube um mm. at some point we will do episodes where we share the screen and, and obviously people who listen on spotify or on apple podcasts will just have to get used to it grin and bear it yeah. and either put youtube on in the car um, or just go over <laughs> YouTube. So I don't think we'll do it for this episode unless we feel like we need to. Um, but yeah, so it'll basically just be uh, an episode where we chat about programming. And like you said, I think I think it'll be quite a good insight because we, again, these are like the, the chats that we have when we're training. Um, that like I was saying in the first episode, the kind of reason why I wanted to start the, the podcast is because of these kind of conversations and, and people often ask like, oh, you know, why are you doing that? And what's the reason behind that? And um, you know, like we've said before, when it comes to, to YouTube, we, we've wanted to make content which is more, more just natural. natural, yeah. Um, unlike you said in the last one, yeah. No, but, I think uh, the, the natural progression we, me and Finn have spoke about this before would be to have like a session where it's not really anything fancy, but it's just the basics and the, the, the little words in between up. because that hmm? like little mics on, like, yeah. So just like hear our conversations throughout the session and obviously yeah, just and it wouldn't be a forced kind of we're doing this because of this it would just yeah. be the natural we get off a machine and we say oh that feels good have we thought about doing that or in finn's words that's fucked what, what my back's fucked or something or with me it's my knee you know just complain it'll be complaining and then it'll be a bit of uh, a bit of insightfulness when it comes of to inappropriate humor that we can't do on the podcast having to bite our tongue for the yeah that would definitely yeah, definitely. A few edits might have to be made. Get the band. So I think we'd start off. Uh, we'll start off and we'll say, right, me and Finn will be training at four times per week frequency. Uh, I think it's quite interesting because when we first started training, we're training with each other. Um, and this isn't going to go on too much of a tangent, but it was about, what, two and a half years ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was about two and a bit years ago anyway. And we were training. It's funny because every year we seem to drop a session. So it was six times when we first started training. It was uh, a pull push. No, is it push? pull legs yeah it's push pull legs seven because we'd off we'd both end up doing arms separately on sunday we? yeah so we'd do and, like, uh, push pull legs push pull legs arms and then we'd be back yeah, to and it was pull. and it was a sense where everything had seven assisted reps uh we were going for load we we had no no right and going for i think i think if i'm not mistaken we both got one rep max hack squats and we assisted for a fair four or five reps and it was interesting because we were speaking about this the other day and it's almost 
set ourselves uh, not a foundation to train off because we train like absolute weapons but it almost gave us a platform where we could go right well this is the training intensity required and then we just need to be a little bit more accurate uh, i'm still waiting on the accuracy that, that hasn't happened for me but hey ho well i'll take i'll take the benefits in certain aspects um so we, we've trained it six times per week then we went to five last year we ran a uh, pull push lower upper lower for pretty much the the entirety of the first lockdown uh, fins prep and then post uh post prep it was a sense where we went into uh, the second lockdown so is it the november october no yeah november lockdown and uh, we transitioned into uh, some level of uh, four time per week split we originally had a leg pull session monday um, an upper session on wednesday or was it a push and arm session wednesday or was it uh, an upper session wednesday? no it was it was upper we just we had like a, just a lower upper split didn't we at first yeah and we pretty much came to the conclusion um just from a few like we, we needed to make a few alterations more specifically for finn due to a few injuries that we picked up through trying to dumbbell press twice per week after not yeah. doing any free weight movements for about six months so <laughs> he clearly left aj lost his head tried to put in two presses <laughs> with free weights just know. broke himself down not completely out yeah. of yeah, and uh, he just he didn't know how to program. So I took the reins, started coaching on myself, and now his pressing is pretty much as good as ever. Wow. So um, in yeah. the last, <laughs> so in the last couple of uh, the last couple of months, we've gone to to four time per week frequency. Uh, we're still at four time per week frequency, pretty much, and uh, and we're just ro rotating between. I'm currently doing a very very poor like pull session twice per week with hams and quads uh with, in the form of a leg extension and ham curl and then on my push sessions it's just pushing arms so it's literally two rotations of pushing arms and then two rotations of like very very mediocre leg pull sessions and finn will go into what he's doing now well cheers for that yeah go for it mate you might you might want to you might want to go into what you're doing now you might want to, go into it. You might want to mate. yeah so basically we, we train monday wednesday thursday saturday don't we so Monday mm. for me is legs for Reese's is basically leg pull, but it, it's not, it, it's pull because of his, his knee. Um, Wednesday is push and arms. For, for, for me, it's like a push dominant upper day. So I, I have one back movement on that day, which is actually working really well at the minute. Um, then on the Thursday, it's again, legs for me and then and pull for Reese um, or pull leg pull. But again, it's just minimal leg work. And then, the Saturday is the other upper session. So for me, it's like a pull dominant upper day. Um, and for you, it's just a normal upper, isn't it? Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, normal upper. So two presses, two pulls, and then the, the regular ISOs to, to finish, really. Yeah. So in terms of the gyms um, that we're going to train at. So prior to this lockdown, we trained we trained at Ultraflex, didn't we? And then bef before that, we were training in... Warehouse Evo, yeah, so it's three, won't it? So where yeah, so it was warehouse for the lower, and then Evo and Ultraflex. Yeah, yeah. So now it's going to be Ultraflex on a Monday for legs or leg pull for for you. Wednesday and Thursday both at Warehouse, and then Saturday at Ultimate Ultimate Fitness in Birmingham because you want to try that out, don't you? And see see the kit in there. I've I've trained there, but not since they've got a lot of the new kit. Yeah. So I think like what we should say is firstly, you might want to take what we're training at with like a pinch of salt because what we have of movements that like we've selected these gyms through a very rigorous 
15 minute pre-session yesterday trying to decide what gyms to train out of so it's quite on the fly uh, i think that could potentially be a few alterations that we made but like i said take it with a pinch of salt because we're lucky in the sense of we can train at multiple multiple different gyms the the gyms that we're training out of we can almost uh, choose for each individual session where if you're training out of a leisure center you're going to be like oh they're having the, the extreme row let me put in the matrix one arm row like it's it's going to be it's going to be quite a poor comparison so what we'll try and do is we'll go through what we're going to do and then we, we could try and leave substitutions if yeah well, if we'll so. talk about movement patterns because that's basically yeah. all it is it's just that we've got more we may have access to more advanced machines that hit those movement patterns so it's not like like i was saying to you yesterday we've learned throughout these lockdowns that you really don't need the, the world's best equipment to make progress like we've had clients that have, have literally got one dumbbell and, and a band even if that or, or a set of bands and a pull-up bar and they've still been able to make progress um during that time just by being consistent you know if you even if you do minimal work for what it's been how many months you've been in lockdown and eat well like you're still going to make good progress unless you're like a top level bodybuilder obviously you're not going to grow but for the average person you're going to have made some progress even in the lockdown so i think that's one thing i learned a lot you know in the lockdowns is, is that you don't need the world's best equipment um Although saying that, we are still going to travel to four different gyms to train. <laughs> bit, bit and we, yeah, and you also have to understand with what Finn said about being average, and then he says that he's grown a lot. Kind of says a fair bit about Finn, but we'll, we'll carry on. We'll move on. A lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if we go into the the pool session, or I say pool, it's legs for you lower on Monday. Um, now I will say actually prior to getting into this, the the Thursday session once my knee is up and running, uh, I'd imagine maybe a further week or two, and with access to to different bits of kit, I probably will be able to get away with potentially maybe a few leg compounds. So warehouse, uh, they, they're not fantastic when it comes to to lower kit, but we'll we'll definitely make a few alterations. However, we're skipping ahead, so we'll go through the Monday session. So if we're training Ultraflex Rotherham. Finn, do you want to run through your standard thought processes and we'll kind of just go between exercise one, yeah. two, and three? Yeah, cool, man. So currently, obviously, legs, we're starting off with a prone ham curl, aren't we? Um, I'd like to change that to a seated ham just because we've not had the availability to do a seated ham, um, obviously, throughout the lockdown. So I'd like to... We'll, we'll go for a seated hamstring there. Um, general two sets. Probably use the prime... Uh, pin-loaded seated ham and we can load the shortened range on the first set spend some time there and then the second set we could probably just load the mid-range and maybe spend you know half a second each end of the rep if you yeah can. i agree yeah yeah, yeah i agree uh, i think maybe an adductor prior just for me i think an oh, adductor yeah, prior yeah. potentially we Mate, forget we've forgot we completely forgot. about an adductor we have forgot yeah. hey, I, i've of programs i've done and been like oh that needs an adductor because i've forgotten that it's a thing <laughs> Well, like I said to you, I did a session and didn't put a, or did a session plan, didn't even put a single hip hinge in. I was like, oh, this is fine because I haven't been performing one myself. We can't do one at the minute. We forget that anyone else can. Yeah, right, so so uh, an adductor in first. It'll be the strength. Is it the strength shop? I always get it mixed up. Gym shop. Yeah, gym shop, uh, adductor. Then it'll be the this, uh, the prime seated ham. The the issue is that they have a live fitness seated ham, if I'm not mistaken. But the load is horrendously light. Like we've got a gym pin, Reese Fit Ten. <laughs> Dude, let me say, let me say my Reese Fit Ten, Reese Fit Ten for a gym pin. Um, we've got a gym pin on that with like twenty kilos, and it just feels. We've used one at warehouse, and the, all the load on on a, on a live fitness one, they just feel slightly inaccurate. I, I found that the live fitness one at, at Ultraflex wasn't as good as the one at warehouse either. 
Yeah. I didn't think it, it sat as well. I thought the pad was slightly tilted to one side. It didn't feel as good. And, and then we did, we did the, the prime and it felt really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll do that. And then, yeah, so we'll, go on. Oh, I was going to say, you mentioned uh, the emphasis on the short and to begin set one and then set two probably mid to short, I'd imagine. Yeah, obviously we've been trying to do that sort of in our own way at, at home, just with spending more time in the shortened range or we've loaded the leg extension slightly differently, putting the plates at the top for a bit more drop off and, and things like that, just to manipulate the resistance profile. And, and basically when we're as fresh as possible at the start of the session, try and get more out of the shortened range. And that's why we like to do an adductor, a seated ham, a leg extension, all prior to, to the compounds, not just in terms of getting the joints warm, which is, is one of the main benefits, but to actually get the most out of, the the those th th those three areas the adductor the, the hamstrings and the and the uh, the quads get the most of those in their shortened range when we're freshest rather than putting them at the end so I know we went through a, a period where we added them a bit at the end but it just felt like it was too much volume didn't it like having yeah. like some time in the shortened range at the start of the session then spending some time in the lengthened range at the end it was just too much volume. And, and I think from a psychological perspective, like trying to get yourself psyched up again to, to go in on the leg extension after you've done your compounds, after you've already done the same leg extension, it just didn't really, I'm not saying it didn't make sense. It kind of did, but it just didn't really feel like we were going onto it and you just, we could tell that we weren't fully applying ourselves. It makes sense when you think, oh, well, we'll spend longer in the lengthened range. And you think, yeah, that makes sense. But still like, a leg extension isn't heavy in the lengthened range. Even if you load it in the beginning range on like the prime one, it's still your focus is in the shortened position. It's the only movement yeah. where we can properly load the quad in its shortened range. So we might as well make the most of it when it's, you know, when they're fresh at the beginning of the session. So adductor, prime seated ham. <laughs> Are you happy to do the prime leg extension or not? Are you scared? No, it, it ruined me. It ruined me. I'm four months on. I will, I will see that machine again and I'll get PTSD. Uh, we loaded the length and, and it was the reason why my patella pretty much went ping. Unfortunately, I didn't get a video of it because I could have said, oh, I got a video of my patella tendon just snapping off. But in reality, uh, I just decided, I was like, I, yeah, you got the video. <laughs> that's, what we should, that's what I should have said, but no. Um, so I think it will be the prime leg extension. Um, uh, it depends if we're going to do the pin loaded or the plate loaded. It was the pin loaded, the one that ruined me. Yeah. I don't really have too much of a variance. I don't have enough time spent on either of them. I've only probably completed maybe four to six working sets on each. So I think it could be something where we, we trial it on a few warms, say, right, this feels all right. And at the same time, like me and Finn are not that big ultraflex rather than so if anyone else is on it we'll probably just say yeah yeah you can have it lads we don't want it <laughs> <laughs> no i think the reason that your leg like your shin is more so at the top of your shin wasn't it i think the reason that that was <laughs> like obviously when it almost like went let's say or the start of it occurring was because of going into too much of a lengthened range because it goes really far back doesn't it the foot pad and yeah. Like for me, that's absolutely sound. But for you, it, it seems to ruin your, your knees. So we could just use that and just not, for you, just bring it forward slightly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think that would be the plan. That would be the plan. And then we go into the compounds. So <clears throat> are you not, you're not obviously not able to at the minute. Now, this is where I tap out. Uh, I say, see you later, guys. I'm going to leave the call and I'm probably going to get, I'm probably going to cry as we go through the compounds, but I'm going to pretend because ideally I would like to be into this session. I'd want to say within a month or two, the, the plan of action for me will be to get on some leg compound like movement in from on the Thursday session, probably a few weeks from now, like as mentioned, maybe two to three weeks is an absolute maximum. Uh, where with this session, maybe mid to back end of May around there, 
it's depressing. So I'll just carry on. I'll let Finn talk his way through this. So in terms of compounds, I think then are they getting a Cybex hack? I think they mentioned they are. They were. They were going to get one. Well, I'll, be, I'll, I'll do the Cybex hack if, if they have it. If not, like for now, I'll probably just go on the Atlantis. So that will be the first compound. And I'll probably just keep that as one set, which I've been doing. Um, and then I'll do two sets on, on a leg press variation, which I'll probably do the hammer strength leg press um, because obviously of what we're going to do on, on the other leg down at warehouse. So that'll be the, the two primary compounds. So Atlantis hack, like I say, likely one set. Then hammer strength leg press likely will be two sets. Um, in terms of the isolations at the start of the session, probably two sets on all, I'd say. Two sets of ductor, maybe one. Two sets on the leg, uh, on the ham curl and leg extension. Yeah, I think we'll probably be going in on one on any of the, the more, like, let's say, novel movements, should we say. Yeah, so the patterns sure. that we haven't really, yeah, for the first week, first rotation, we haven't done any, any adductor work at all. Uh, we could have done a cuffed cable adductor, but if I'm honest, I'd rather just lose my adductors than do that. So, um, yeah, we, we haven't done any of that. So for adductors, it will probably just be one working set. Um, and then for leg extension, ham curl, it depends. If they feel really, really good and we do one set and we go, yeah, that's spot on, we'll probably just leave it at one set. But it w will depend. We've, we've had a ham curl variant in through the, uh, the body max, body power, body power, and um, end of yeah body power bench and we've also had a leg extension and talking about strength profiles and how to how to load a resistance profile you know we've been loading the top pin perfectly well we've now had a banded movement in so i mean our training we pretty much created a prime uh, a prime bit of kit just uh, it's just in my backyard which is fantastic simple one no, that's mm, so like um just it, just for people obviously who are going back into the gym like for us we've been doing like, for example, why would we go into a deload or a devolume week when we've been doing like, a lot of the movements anyway? So just because I've, yeah, I've not done, um, let's say, a flat bench in the gym, I've still been doing it in, in a shed. So for us, like what we're going to do when it comes to the devolume is just going to be exercises like, like we said, novel stimulus exercises, ones that we've not done for a while, movement patterns that we haven't been able to replicate, basically. Um, I think for, for people who have, have been training like just with bands or with minimal kit, so like for my clients, for example, who haven't been you know, able to train well, I, I've got them on a full D volume week. So every exercise um, generally will either be one set or I've just said, make sure that you don't take any 50-50 reps and don't do any intensifiers. So I think that's something to note for people who are obviously going into the gym and not sure how hard to train or whether to you know, leave some in the tank or go all out or what. Um, what I would say is, you know, think about how your training has been going. If you've been able to train at maximum sort of capacity, then just go in and be aware of the newer movements that you've not been able to do. If you've been training at a really low level, then take it easy and ease yourself in. Otherwise, you'll, you'll bury yourself within the first few sessions. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. And then if we're going in, so did you finish off with your session? It's pretty much the, you got so, through yeah, the compounds, I'll, I'll, but you I'll go do, through the two compounds. I'll do a, a single leg variant after that. I, I'll probably do, um, a, yeah, either a Bulgarian, dumbbell Bulgarian, um, or a dumbbell walking lunge. I'll probably do a, a Bulgarian split squat. Because again, mm -hmm. you know, something like I said, that's something that I've realized during these lockdowns is that I want to do more free weight movements. You know, again, it is the movement pattern. I don't need to be like, oh, I need to get on this machine and do a single leg leg press or whatever it may be. I think, you know, I just need to get stronger at the given movement patterns regardless of, of how I'm performing it. So 
I'll do a um, dumbbell Bulgarian uh, with the focus on more so sort of my quad sweep or vastus lateralis because that's my like weaker area of my quads. Um, and, and I've neglect, not neglected it, but I, I'd say I've neglected single leg work in the past. And I do think that can, can help in terms of bringing up that, that quad sweep. So that'll be the focus of that. And then it'll literally be after that, um, calves, abs, bit of arms. You do yeah, arms definitely. Yeah, I do arms on that session. Will you be doing, I think you skimmed over on the, the Bulgarian, will you be doing an intensifier, rest pause to, to finish or a drop set? I'll, I'll do the drop set. I've programmed yeah. that for a few people. I actually really like it. So it'll be loaded and then just straight into a body weight and, and reps are kept continuous. So otherwise I could just go on, not forever, of course, but you could just extend the set on and on and on and on. So I'll just make sure that they stay continuous and stay strict with that. So literally don't allow myself to pause at the top. Um, and that's a good way of standardizing it as well. So I'll do that and then drop to body weight because it's generally, I've, I've quite liked that when we've done that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then uh, I think that was, that was everything for the session. You said you yeah. finish up with a bit of arms, maybe yeah. a side delt movement. That's what we've been doing, haven't we? At the end of each session, like at the end of legs, we do calves and abs and we'll usually do a bicep movement and a side delt movement. And then at the end of the upper sessions, we do um, a, a bicep and a tricep, a bit more on the push day, don't we? And we don't yeah. do calves and abs after the upper. So it's like calves and abs frequency twice a week, uh, biceps four times a week, triceps three times a week, side delts four times a week. That's yeah. right. I think side delts varies. It's very auto-regulated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All You'll of see how our shoulders feel. Yeah, I think it's the same for all the smaller body parts, isn't it? Towards the end of the session, you know, when we're not, we're not. And again, this is something I say to my clients. You know, when they're like, "Oh, mate, I might not have time for this bit of the session," I'm, I always say, like, do your first five movements, regardless. Yeah. Like, if if you for for whatever reason do not have time or family commitments or whatever, if you miss here and there the last two three movements, for the most of the time, it's it's arms, calves, abs. Like, if you miss those once in a while, like. I, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, I wouldn't want people neglecting them completely. But for us, like, if we feel absolutely trashed, we don't go, oh, mate, let's do side delts. Let's do abs. We're like, right, let's leave it there because we're trashed. And that actually benefits us, doesn't it, in terms of the other sessions. Whereas, mm, again, a year yeah. ago, two years ago, we'd have been like, no, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. When it was actually taken away from the bigger movements and, and the overall progress. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, and the movements that we're doing, it's literally like one for so for biceps, it's like one working set, but with like an intensifier. So yesterday it was um, it was our it was our lower session, my leg pull session, and we literally completed a 15 kilo back against wall curl to failure, obviously, and then drop setted it to, to eight kilos, and again just went to failure. So plus partials. So it's not like we're doing a, a whole three exercises and trying to be really meticulous. We're just picking an exercise towards the end. We're doing an intensifier. Likewise for for laterals, we're, we're pretty much either doing a drop set rest pause set whatever it's going to be it's just pretty simple towards the end just to get a bit of blood in there we're not trying to to absolutely like pulverize the muscle and think that it's going to be like we're not trying to get so much uh, out of it but we're just getting a bit of blood there and uh, it's pretty simple and we're just we're getting away with it if we imagine the amount of volume we're doing on a weekly fashion probably isn't much more than what we were doing if we'd be doing like a pull push lower or whatever it is it's quite simple and then we can just go from there i think a good way to look at it is almost like it sounds very bro sciencey, um, but it's almost like we're just trying to. We're literally just trying to get blood in the muscle. Like we're just trying yeah. to create as much sort of stimulus and blood flow and, and more sort of metabolic stress with very minimal fatigue. And and mm -hmm. because they are such small body parts, we're not creating a lot of fatigue. 
So I think, you know, you can easily warrant training those smaller body parts three, four times a week because um, it doesn't batter you. You know, we don't finish like a, a bicep movement and, and think, oh my God, like my, my joints. Like generally we're like, yeah, I've got a good pump. That's it, session done. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's kind of how I see it is that, you know, it's not the same. For example, when you look at your overall volume of a session, the one set that I'm doing on the hack isn't the same as the one set that I'm doing on biceps. So some people might be like, oh, you've got this many sets in that session. It's like, yeah, but that all sets don't equate to the same level of fatigue. So, you know, when people say to me, mate, am I doing too many sets? I do 20 sets in this session. I'm like, well, I don't know what those sets look like. I don't know how you train. I don't know how strong you are. I don't know what you're doing. So again, that's something to comment on is that not all sets are going to be the same and equate to the same sort of level of fatigue that you're going to accumulate. But yeah, you go through yours then, mate, because obviously that's my leg session. We won't even be talking when we train because you'll be on the side of the gym. Yeah, I know. I'll be coming over to, to ask for a video or for a spot. That's pretty much going to be it. And then I'll get Cuba stealing my machine like he did last time. <laughs> I think it was on the, uh, on the was it, is it the extreme row? Or the, it was the plate, it was the prime, bit, prime row, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and he decided to to, to steal it, and uh, I said to him, mate, whack those plates back on. I think I, I, think I did him by about half a plate, which is, it, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll carry on, we'll move on, we'll move on. Um, but no, so basically, uh, I do a single arm pull down. Uh, this is what I'm currently doing, and I'll just try and transition it. I don't really want to make drastic changes, if I'm honest. So a single arm pull down uh, on this session, I just do one total working set, two count in the short, lats fresh at this point, so that makes sense to emphasize the short. Uh, I then go in with a chest-supported row, which will definitely be getting switched out just from the practice standpoint I actually really enjoy the movement I've worked it up to 160 plus kilos I think it was 160 actually so it wasn't plus but it was 160 um, for a very very mediocre set of five I probably shouldn't have gone for it but it was my last time doing it so I thought I'll go for it and, uh, and it didn't completely humble me so I reckon we'll probably put in some prime row. Um, I, I'll have to have a think about where I want to be loading it. But if I'm honest, I think at this point, there's no real point where I'm thinking, oh, let's load the short. And I think I'll probably just have it on the mid pin. Quite simple. T-bar. Yeah, I think potentially, but I, I probably quite like that on the other day because the long-term projection for this session would be for me to implement a hip hinge in this particular slot of movements. So originally I was performing an RDL here. But I would probably have preferred, I definitely prefer to perform an RDL or some level of hip hinge, but my lower back and heart's feeling. Uh, on my other session, I'm doing a bent row and I'm almost having that in as like a transition period to get a bit of load with a decent degree of hip flexion. Nothing fantastic, as Finn reminds me every single time I bent row. Um, but in reality, just trying to uh, get a decent amount of load. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, but I've been bent rowing, mate. I thought it, I actually, I had it pr uh, wrote down as a shrug originally. Oh, it was. Yeah, I had it as a shrug, lost a bit of tightness and was like, God, this feels all right. I've never done this movement before. So that was, that's what it was. So basically, uh, as mentioned, it'll probably be some level of machine row here just to replicate what we can kind of get on a, on a chest supported row. Uh, as mentioned, I think a chest supported T-bar could be in, on the cards, but that will most likely be going in on a Thursday session uh, eventually. And then it will be some level, I probably will have the, um, Finn, you're going to have to remind me, is it the Nautilus pull down or is it the Atlantis pull down? I get confused. Yeah, Nautilus one. Nautilus, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have that on. It's a, to be fair, we had it in and I think it gets to a level where it starts to feel pretty poor. But yeah. just due to how it drops off, yeah. I think it'll be quite good to, yeah. I think we'll have it in for maybe uh, six to six to eight to ten weeks probably until I think, it feels yeah, I pretty think it's a really good machine, but I, I think in my sort of experience with what I was doing, I felt like I was almost trying to progress it too quickly and I was almost neglecting that connection, which is generally 
I feel like it's a really good machine to get the perfect line for your lats and keeping your hips back. And if anything, like we were doing that, but I just felt like it just wasn't feeling good because I was trying to rush progression. Um, So yeah, as long as you don't do that, mate, it is a good piece of kit. Well, to be fair, I had the single arm variant in and I didn't progress it for four weeks on the trot. It was like, uh, I think it was like 76 kilos for like, I think 11 reps and the 12th like eluded me. I, I never got it. So that, that would be wicked. That's the, when, when we spoke on the last uh, podcast and it was performance goals. Finn didn't ask me, but it was 76 kilos for 12 on the, on the single arm, <laughs> single arm pull down. So that would be there. I just don't care. No, and then after that, it will just be it will be an upper back. Um, it will be an upper back uh, emphasized row. So uh, probably a rest pause, maybe a double rest pause. I've been having a double rest pause in uh, on a, on an upper back row, and uh, I've been getting on quite well with it. And as frequently reminded, my upper back is absolutely horrendous. Um, I've had two uh, insults on my physique over the last probably yeah. year, which, if I'm honest, is quite good. And both of them are my rear delts. So upper back, rear delts, oh, it just needs more work. So yeah. maybe. Maybe even a quintuple rest pause on that eventually. I'm joking, definitely not a quintuple rest pause. Um, uh, should, we, should we name names? It was okay. So yeah, we'll name names. So one was one was Isaac. Um, he said, I, "This what's his Instagram handle? Do you know? He's like Isorf. Yeah, Isaac Backer. Yeah, he messaged Finn. Uh, didn't message me. Message Finn saying, "Great physique needs what more adults." Yeah, he messaged you saying, "Great physique needs more adults." And if you're listening, Isaac, mate, why didn't you just message me? Mate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you upset me, man. And then, and then it was the other one was um, was it was Tim Stewart. Uh, I think he said something no about really being poor. Yeah, nobody knows. Like um, everybody, everybody thinks he's nice. But, you know, nobody really knows him. Uh, <laughs> and then um and then after that it will be just probably the most likely the, the regular iso so it'll be maybe one to two bicep movements um my bicep tendon on my left side is a little bit tight so i think it most likely will just be one movement there and then uh, the regular probably a lateral and then me skipping uh skipping abs and and definitely skipping calves at this point uh, I, th- I think i'll say the the deductors come in therefore i'm doing three lower body movements uh, do i really need a calf movement Probably not. So I'll let Finn do the calves on his own. Get judged on your calves, mate. Hmm? You'll get judged on your calves. I know. Yeah, but my, my calves aren't that bad when I'm lean, so I get away with it. They're not great. They're like a four out of ten, but you wouldn't look at me and say I need more calves. But I could definitely do with some calves. What about your rear delts? But yeah, definitely what about my rear delts? As I've been reminded. I haven't been reminded this year actually. So 2021, clearly my rear delts have come on a lot. Right, so that's the is that Monday done? Monday done, yeah. yeah. On right. to, so Tuesday rest day, pretty simple. What do we do on um, that day? <laughs> nothing. We both, me and get Finn, up. just sit. Yeah, get up. We coffee. Yeah, Finn takes a photo of his body weight on the scales, um, and then and then he just watches YouTube. He and watches, then I go back um, to bed, and I'm like, <laughs> watches. <laughs> Uh, watches uh, he takes his photo i take a photo of my screencast say busy day uh and it was actually the check-ins of the day before and then i go back to bed i watch the football highlights i don't month. really do anything yeah <laughs> the whole second the check-ins the last month busy tuesday <laughs> busy tuesday. I, I make up names for my clients and i, I put on my story 148 gym programs i've got to make now <laughs> the team's growing rocket yeah, emoji team's grow- <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll put a swipe up, swipe up if you're interested in coaching and do a coaching slots available. 
<laughs> love these spaces. <laughs> love these spaces, yeah. So we'll go into, so like I said, Tuesday, fantastic day, productivity through the roof. We then head into Wednesday, absolutely mentally fatigued after the real hard two check-ins we have because we make up that we have clients. Uh, so we go in on Wednesday and it is our, it's probably the session where we actually yeah. pretty much do the same kind of things. Like we, This is the session where we can actually plan and base off each other. And we haven't really spoken too much about this. So there might be a little bit of a controversy. So we'll go oh, into it. So oh. it's, our, it's our push and arm session on Wednesday. And we're going to be doing this at Warehouse, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You go, mate. So, we, Evo. No, I said you go. Oh, I thought you said Evo. Okay, so we start off with a lateral. And there's only, if I'm not mistaken, unless uh, the owners decided to, to spend some of our money because we haven't paused our membership because we couldn't. Um, I'm actually going to get into that because I, I, it's disgraceful. Uh, they said that if you cancel it, you have to sign up to a waiting list when they reopen. And don't slag them off. They don't like. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not slagging them off. I'm just saying it's bad practice. So it's a bit. So we didn't cancel. So we've been paying them money, and hopefully they've got some new kit. Um. So when it comes to the kit, um, what they had. Hmm? Apparently they've got more kit, haven't they? Yeah. So when it comes to the kit, uh, they only have one lateral raise machine, and it's just a seated. It's quite decent, if I'm honest. I, I quite like it. It's it's not fantastic. It's the the problem of warehouse. If you ever train there, uh, and I could probably get into a fair few more problems, but we'll we'll, we'll skip over. And um, the, the problem of warehouse is it, the kit there is either really really good or like to the point where I'm surprised nobody's got injured and they've had to throw the kit out. It's very inconsistent. Yeah, it's, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of that lateral raise, but mm. I, I also think that. Again, in the lockdown, I've I've become a fan of of no lateral raises apart from just dumbbell. Like yeah. the cable that we were using just ruined my joints. I think again, with a lateral raise, it's very easy to to worry about the load too much when you're doing a a machine lateral and just start chucking it around. And I know you say you connect really well with your side delt, so you can sort of get away with that, which is fine. But for me, when I start you know, loading up a heavy lateral machine, like I, my shoulder just hurts. Like it just hurts my joint internally. I don't feel like I'm getting enough out of my side delt. And I feel like my side delts have grown a decent amount recently from just dumbbell laterals. Um, and I feel like I connect a lot better with them. So I'll probably keep that in mate. Obviously you can jump on the, the seated, the, the, the machine, but I'll probably keep mm. in a dumbbell for now. Um, I might look at, look at adding the, the machine in, but, with how well I've been getting on with just a normal dumbbell, I'll probably keep that in. Yeah. Well, I'll probably do a single arm version of the machine. Probably one yeah. set, first set, like a 10 to 15, yeah. um, which usually turns out to be a slightly, we always say 10 to 15, and then it ends up being like an 8 to 12 yeah. because you, you start to chase a bit of load, which is never great with side delts. And then the second set, usually like a 12 to 15, sometimes higher, um, but they, we usually put an intensifier, so we usually have a rest pause on there. And usually I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't want to put a rest pause like that early on into a session, but it doesn't really impact any pressing stability. Um, like side delts afterwards, they might feel trash, but within five minutes, by the time you've even got to your, your third warm-up set on a main press, you're not thinking, oh, my side delts are battered because it's just a single rest pause and you're fresh at that point. So uh, like I said, we'll both have a rest pause in most likely on the, the second set. And then we go into our push sessions are pretty simple when it comes to how we program them. It's usually uh, two to three main presses all trying to hit different lines of force, should we say. So all trying to tick off different parts of, like the musculature that we're trying to, trying to involve. So the first one I think we'll probably go for, and it's because we've been getting really, really good results off it from a, from a progression standpoint, and it's not the best movement for hypertrophy. It will just be a flat bench. I think we'll probably both keep a flat barbell bench press in. Uh, Finn's been like raving about it pretty much. 
much. He's a flat barber bench press coaching at this stage. So he's, um, he's had it in twice per week pretty much since February. And I think he's worked it up like 22 and a bit kilos from, from like a three repper now, which is, is ridiculous. So I'll, uh, I'll pass it over to Finlay and you can carry on. <laughs> I've, uh, I've just programmed it every day now for every client, every session, mm-hmm. even if it's legs, just flat bench first. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, it's the first I'm actually, with my shoulder, like probably what a couple months back, I was like, I'll just try a flat bench. Um, because even when we were in, go on, oh, it was when we were in that, uh, in the facility. I was, uh, I remember it was you, you had a flat dumbbell in, and the dumbbells that we were, we were training with were so big at this facility. You did a flat bench dumbbell, uh, ultra flex. I think you got like 52s or 54s up. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, like, the higher the, the bench got in, in like the incline nature, the more thin shoulders started to get almost just like just screwed over, like they just felt horrendous. So I remember saying, like, we both had a combo and we were like, just try a flat bench, and we did a dumbbell. And then obviously, because the dumbbells were too big, we then had to train at mine, the, trying to put load on the dumbbells that we had was yeah, probably a, uh, it was a it was a it was a death warrant so uh we like finn put in the the flat bench and ever since like from a shoulder health perspective like finn's always been a strong presser and that sounds like i'm being really nice so i'll take it back um but finn's been um, a decent presser yeah he's been a decent presser because he just presses through his triceps and that's why his arms are wicked um yeah and everything else is pretty cool <laughs> yeah no nothing else nothing else and uh and this is probably the first time i'd say in the last year or so that you've actually managed to run a press consistently for more than like six weeks this has been the first time on like on a free weight movement where i've been like shit like how am i doing it you know what i mean i i think a lot of the time like you say i'll get i'll get, I'll get a good run going on a movement and then it's like oh like uh, this has happened or i'm losing tightness here or this or this or this um but yeah it's just been going really well um so no complaints on that and, and like you know that saying sort of if it's not broken don't fix it so i'm just going to keep that in for now again yeah i might not be the most optimal choice when it comes to hypertrophy but obviously like that conversation that we had mate where we were saying that's almost irrelevant because i'm moving loads that i've never moved before it's resulting in a cross transference of other movements progressing a lot more in, and, and therefore my physique progressing a lot more so Although, yes, the flat bench might not be the optimal choice in terms of how it's helping me progress everything else and, and what I'm getting out of it right now, it actually is the optimal choice because it's not injuring me. It's progressing every week and I'm enjoying it a lot. You know, I'm going into each session thinking, right, I'm going to go in and get this. And I don't have, you, know, you don't get that a lot on pressing, you know, especially like however many weeks into the movement. Yeah, like when you've done a movement for months, you're not usually going in going, oh, yeah, sick, I'm excited to do this and get this. But I've been like that, and I think that's that's part of the reason it's progressed as well. So we'll both have a flat bench then, and then what for for the second press? What do you want to do for that? Um, well, firstly, I'll actually say road to four plates is on for the for the flat bench. I don't know, I'm, that's the that's the the performance goal, mate. That's what it is. Four plate flat bench uh, in the next month or so, six weeks, I'll say. Uh, second press, if we think about it, we've done a um, we've done a flat press, so uh, we, we've gone for like a horizontal focus press. Now we're trying to go for more of a vertically inclined press. Now we've got to understand that again, thin shoulder is probably not going to be ideal. We've had a reverse band high incline in, and to be fair, it's felt really like I really got on very very well with it and um, it's something that like um it's enjoyable to, to to do because at the bottom it's not that heavy the load gets taken off and to be fair our banding technique isn't ideal we could have probably banded it a bit better but current circumstances we have the band 
there we have the band uh, wrapped around four nails that we've put into a block of wood that's above us that if it pulls down we're dead uh, so it, it's definitely worth the risk so uh, I'm not too sure when it comes to warehouse, when it comes to the, the, the shoulder press kit, but I know they have that. Um, is it the Nautilus shoulder press that you said you had like 40 kilos onto the yeah, stack as well? Light. Yeah. It's too light. I think we, I think we do the Smith. Yeah. So like a Smith high incline, I'd probably say, yeah. and then potentially a reverse band. But in reality, I think we'd probably be fine just doing a regular high incline Smith. Yeah. I think we can start off with that. And, and then if, if we feel like there'd be any warrant to do the reverse band, then we can. But um, I don't think it's, it's necessarily needed. Uh, I think it helped, obviously, with the, the free weight, um, generally with my sort of shoulder and keeping it just more stable at the bottom of the movement. Um, but I don't, I don't think that'll be too much of an issue, obviously, with the, the Smith stabilising it anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's... Uh, the, the, we're not trying we're not using the band to be immaculate with um from like a profile perspective we're, we're literally using the band just so we're not having to try and stabilize after doing 140 plus kilos on a flat press 120 130 140 kilos on a high incline afterwards it's absolutely horrible to try and stabilize it above your head pretty much so like i said i think the, the smith machine takes out any stability issues we'll probably have this in as a high incline again two working sets likewise with the the, the, the flat bench finn had uh, a higher rep set uh, but we won't go into too much detail with the flat press <laughs> and he was on if i'm not mistaken 100 kilos and he was like we'll run this up to a 20 first rotation 10 i think or 12 second rotation 14 11 then second rotation 13 14 12 13 14 uh third rotation 15 tenth rotation 15 reps seven weeks of, of maintenance so i think he's finally swapped it out and now he's doing just the two straight sets. So one heavier loading set uh, on the flat bench. We both have, uh, I got four repper. Uh, Finn got a, a three repper. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you got four repper the other day, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a slightly been, lower rep I've range. I've been doing threes for the last like, what, five, six weeks. Yeah. Or five, six rotations, which is like three weeks. Because it's, uh, yeah, and I, I have it twice a week. I won't be doing any more, but I do it a minute. Um, and then like a back offset pretty simple like a 10 to 12 sometimes a little bit less it's not it's not really a prescribed we, we go for a heavier set that's in like a three to six rep range or a seven rep range until it's comfortable but if i'm honest like both of us we've kind of just been getting to a load and then we've just been up in the load and thinking can we get away with it can we get away with it and form stayed pretty much consistent it's got it's deteriorated slightly on an execution standpoint as we really push the boundaries of strength so i think a reset uh, was on the cards of finn i haven't hit that point yet with a flat bench but i know I did with the with the incline and it resulted in a few niggles and then when we got into the second press now it's just two working sets so we'll see pretty much the the pressing format is pretty similar it's two working sets one heavier loading set the second movement's not going to be a three rep that's for sure it'll probably be like a five rep minimum but we're not we're not in a position where for four reppers there we're not not going to take it like as if we feel good a four repper can still be beneficial because it'll push up the back offset if you've handled five kilos extra and you're pressing 130 kilos to 125 it's going to correlate far better I thought you didn't get a hypertrophic response if it wasn't wasn't five to thirty reps. Yeah, if if it's four point eight reps and you get the the last point two assisted, zero stimulus. Likewise, if it's thirty one, zero stimulus. Yeah, yeah. So literally, need... you, no, you just do a thirtieth rep and then go for an eccentric. That eccentric literally twists, and you're now an endurance athlete. <laughs> and that's pretty much the, the main aspiration. Marathon. As soon as you get off the bench, it's like, what? How do I get here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. So and then, that, then the third press. Go on. Yeah. I'm not no, doing I was it. Gonna say, 
Yeah, Finn doesn't perform a third press. So he has like a, it's a push and arm session for Finn, but he has one pull. I, where for I me, call it, I call it push dominant upper and, and yeah. pull dominant upper. For you, it's push and arm. Yeah. Yeah, so for pushing arms, I then have a tricep compound. Uh, now, this is going to pretty much depend on what kit they have available. Uh, and again, a few niggles that I've uh, picked up over the last few weeks, which is, is definitely not um, definitely not that nice. So I had in a close grip press-up, which is good because at this stage, it almost takes away any stability issues because it's literally just you pressing against the floor. But then at the same time, getting as much load as you need to, to actually perform a set on this, it, it's, it's a ball ache. So uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I've, I'll never have to perform that press movement again. Like we were yeah. saying, press ups, the press-up as a movement at home is, is perfect because it's the, the best sort of stabilization exercise you can do, really. It's most similar to a machine. For a That's press. What, you know? Exactly. But yeah. like you just said then, when you come to a certain level of strength, adding 20 kilos in a backpack, it's, it's not really unless you're doing five second eccentrics and five second pauses it doesn't really cut it so like for you obviously i think when i was doing it i was doing like 70 80 kilos and obviously you're doing that now it's like it just doesn't yeah it doesn't work because it just slides down your back and then you your ass is down you, your hips are hitting the floor when you're trying to press like so yeah imagine keeping that in in the gym <laughs> <laughs> seeing people pull over you getting all the bumper plates on the gym thinking you're going to go for like a i don't know like a hip hinge or something you see you loading me up putting putting all the load on my back oh they, they get excited i was yeah. putting some putting a lot of load on reese's back people run over they, they hear they go oh my god i wouldn't want to see this this gets exciting waited four months for this so it'll be yeah, so I, I tried a dip, a bin dip, shall we say, uh, and I'm not from Liverpool, uh, but I tried a bin dip um, and it was fantastic. Uh, it felt nice. It felt really nice. Had a little pause in the bottom, had no pec issues or anything. Um, so I definitely think uh, a bin dip or, uh, should we say, just a regular dip will most likely be in. Uh, I just performed one working set. Uh, with a few clients have I got on this where it's like, a, where it's like a push and arm session. Usually I get them to either perform maybe six total working sets for, for, for push. So it'll be like six main movements, should we say. So two in the first, two in the second. And then potentially I might do one movement like with one set and then a, a a fourth press uh, with one set but for for the level of strength for my recovery capabilities uh, more specifically the latter my recovery capabilities after four sets and two main exercises i'm not in a position where i want to be doing another two working sets so i just do one total working set it'll be a slightly higher rep range probably like an eight to twelve um and as mentioned it'll most likely be uh, like a loaded dip if there's a close grip press that doesn't feel too niggly i might get away with that but again we probably have to reassess what where else has got if he's got new kit maybe uh, the atlantis uh, flat press close grip press best third main movement in, in the game in my opinion but unfortunately we don't know anywhere that has there so yeah and i'm not going to move i'm not going to drive to a to get a third movement of a tricep compound in so that'll be yeah just just for that just for that i'll i'll, uh, I'll, I'll do the main first two presses at warehouse so i'll hop in the right, car yeah, drive drive to Leeds because Ultraflex Leeds is the only place I know where it, it is, and I'll uh, I'll hop on that, come back, and then finish off with some ISOs, and then go home, and pretty much that's that'll be the session. That'd so be that's the end. Our sessions are. Mm. Yeah, it would be actually. It probably yeah. I'd, I'd be we'd be done at a similar time. Yeah. So yeah. basically, that'll be the end of my main compounds. Uh, Finn will now go into his press, so he'll do yeah. one main press, just two working sets. I'm guessing. Pull, yeah. So I'll do two. I do two presses, then a pull. So I'll go into a bent over row. Um, again, that's been been working pretty well. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll have 
the bent row on on this session um and then on the other session i will have because we're in a better gym i'll utilize the machines so you know at the minute i've been having the bent row on the saturday but what i'm going to do is i'm going to put the bent row on this session if anything as well after the pressing my scapula and my upper back might be a little bit fatigued which if anything will probably benefit me because i won't be chucking load around on the bent row and it'll be a little bit stricter and i won't get done by the form police again so i'll be uh, i'll keep the bent row in and it's load it, i actually at the minute it's feeling really good it's feeling loads better and i think part of that is because i'm not doing a hinge at the minute um which is actually again really helping with my with my back issues so I'll do a bent over row. Um, I'll obviously come on to the Saturday session, but the reason I'm not doing the bent row on the Saturday is because there's more equipment available on, on the Saturday. So then we go into a fly. Yes. So I do two working sets on this fly. Um, it, it's quite interesting because I do the, on the other session, um, on the other push and arm session, I just do one total set with a rest pause. But with this, I do a slightly heavier set uh, and then just a regular back off set. So two working sets uh, of a pec fly. Um, I'd have to have a, have a look. Have they got a decent fly machine there? I know you've been up there. I haven't. Yeah, it's not great. I'd, I'd just do it on cables, mate. Yeah, we'll probably do about like a cuffed costal or whatever. Uh, the handle costal that we've been doing. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon we'll just do that. Just do a de-handle costal fly, um, and I'll just do my my normal one set rest pause. If you do your two sets. Yeah. And then it's the it's arms then, isn't it? We have quite a bit of arms in this session. Yeah. So it's almost like this session feels like two sessions because we get done with like the main compounds and then obviously the the fly iso or whatever and then we go in and we're like right now we've got two tricep and two bicep movements and it, that doesn't sound like a lot because you imagine well four exercises it's not but we, we do a fair few intensifiers we do single arm work to begin on both if i'm not mistaken the the first bicep and first tricep movement yeah. and then we have like an intensifier to, to finish on the, the second and uh, and this on the second bicep and tricep movement so uh, we had in a um if i'm not mistaken it was a single arm push down to, to on the triceps and we also had uh, a single arm we kind of swapped this around a bit but was it a single arm like leaning hammer curl yeah so at the minute that we do no we do a don't just normal dumbbell single arm dumbbell um leaning yeah. um yeah supinated grip and then we do the push down so that's the the first movement and then we do the basically like a rope hammer curl but we have the cuffs on and we do a muscle round on that and then on the second tricep movement, we do like an overhead um, rope, rope extension, but again with the cuffs. And we do that as a drop set, don't we? So it, it is only three sets on each, but because one of them's a muscle round and the other one's a drop set, it does feel like more. Yeah. And then we finish off with, with side delts again. So pretty much the thought process at the start is just to get a single arm movement in, get as much, not as much load, but not very really, similar. Yeah, just yeah I, really like I really like it. But it is. Yeah, like it's literally a sense of trying to think, right, let's get as much loads. So the, the first set is usually a fair bit heavier. We'll probably have like a, probably like a five to nine rep range, which for arm training is almost non-heard of. A lot of people prefer to, to keep the reps a bit higher, but we think, well, biceps, triceps are the same kind of, it's a, it's a muscle at the end of the day. So we're trying to get as much load on as possible. We'll then have a slightly higher rep set, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not too high. It's still probably like a 10 to 15 and it's pretty yeah, simple. Sometimes... Yeah. It will we'll just get a slightly higher rep. Obviously, if if we feel like again, sometimes if if I go into it and my wrist or my elbow feels a little bit off, I'll just do a slightly higher rep range. But that's again something that that people will will often ask is like, oh, should I focus on you know mind muscle connection when it comes to arms, or should I focus on progressive overload? And my answer is always just both. Like, yeah. why would you just focus on one? Like, it's the same with anything. You know, 
don't get me wrong here, I'm not expecting people to feel an RDL massively in the hamstrings, but still, if, if you're just feeling your back hurts the whole way through an RDL, like, is that really a, a, a good thing? No, like, so what, like, I've had that a few times recently with clients saying, should I focus on, on, on you know, progressive overload as much on arms? And I, I say, you know, yes, but if you start to feel like the, you're swinging it and you're not connecting with the arms at all, then reset it. Because um, yeah. we'll do that. Every time we need to reset something, we just reset it. Because otherwise, you just keep getting worse and worse with your form. And, and then, you know, you get to the point where you're just creating loads of fatigue for very little stimulus because we're trying to do too much weight. Yeah. No, agreed. And then do you want to touch on the, the intensifiers to finish? And then that will pretty much wrap up the session. What, on the arms or on the side delts? Nah, so if you think, you mentioned the muscle round. So we have the muscle round in on, like, we basically have a rope curl, but we don't have a rope. So it's not a rope curl, but we want to replicate a rope. Rich. So we have cuffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, the guy that we bought it off didn't give us the rope. And it said pieces involved or pieces um, in, the, in the box. It had like a, an equipment list. And clearly, Big Richard decided he's not giving us the rope. So he's that. Yeah, if you're listening, Rich, we, we actually have your address. So, rope. <laughs> yeah, we're coming to get the rope, mate, that's for sure. But no, so we don't have the rope. So we've tried to replicate the rope through uh, a daisy chain and some cuffs. We've got our hands in like a neutral grip. So it basically is what you'd want from a, from a regular kind of like a rope curl. And we have a six by six muscle round. Um, the, the thought process in this is literally, I usually would say to people to t- take up the total amount of reps. So if we were to do six by six, so 36 reps, if you half that, that's usually the load that I would say if you could complete one working set in that, maybe 15 rep range around maybe 15 to 20 uh, with how we have our times because Finn goes then I go it usually equates to a little bit more than maybe like the 10 to 15 seconds that I think me and Finn would probably prescribe for a client so therefore we, we probably maybe are more suited to maybe like a 10 or a 12 rep range and we literally do six reps goes six reps i go six reps until the whole six rounds are completed and then in the powerlifting terms we have an amrap to finish so we go for as many reps as possible that's again something to note that we always say that, that we, we tell our clients is on the last round of a, of a muscle round, don't just stop because you've got six, like still take it till you've got nothing left. And even with partials and a forced rep, if you can, um, yeah. often people will be like, oh, I did six by six, but they're still training at 60% of what they should have been or loading it with 60% of what they should have been. So they're still miles off failure. But just because you've done 36 yeah. reps and you've got a bit of a pump, you, you could have been doing it with a lot more load and getting a lot more out of it. So always take that that final round all the way to failure especially when it's on um you know such a small small body part you're not going to create loads of fatigue because of that yeah what i usually say is just overshoot slightly especially at the start just overshoot go a tiny bit heavier than what you'd usually anticipate and if you can't complete the six by six then you can work towards it so if you get complete five rounds of six and on the final round you only get one rep you're like right right, next time uh, i only got the x amount of reps i need to now get 33 and 34 35 total reps and then you can work it up another way of progressive overload isn't it it's just a different yeah. way you know you're not yeah. necessarily th- like thinking oh i have to go heavier you can always just like say overshoot it and then work the reps up i've had that loads with clients in the lockdown is right you're going to do a cluster set here you're going to do we're going to start off with five by four i've completed it okay six by four next week okay seven by four yeah. okay well, let's go yeah, I've done the exact four and i maybe go right let's go six by five now and as long as the total yeah. keeps increasing then it's just another yeah. form of, of overloading it yeah I've got I've got a few clients, um, Tony more specifically on a tricep extension towards the end, mate, horrendous how many reps she was doing. I'm not gonna say because it was like I think it was in the hundreds total. It was where she only had access to like a band or so. And I was just like, right, we'll just keep adding two reps a week. 
and I think through the entirety of the lockdown so if we imagine what like 14 15 weeks of home training two reps every time <laughs> so it's it's silly like how much we got her on and she'd complain in every single check-in to me but like I said we'll carry on and then we finish uh, off <laughs> Yeah, she's got huge arms. <laughs> she looks ridiculous. <laughs> but no, um, so we're going into now, we have, the, um, we have the, the lateral to finish. So usually at this stage, both me and Finn mentally are absolutely destroyed. We're not really thinking about the, we're not really thinking, oh, let's get the best and most effective lateral. We usually just perform like a dumbbell leaning uh, against the wall or yeah, or a dumb, like a dual arm a dumbbell lateral with a drop set, some level of just to get a bit more blood. Uh, we actually have the lateral now, and this is something that uh, I think from a programming standpoint, I know I've implemented with my clients as well. Um, we were actually we used to always have the laterals prior to the arm movements. And yes, you could argue, well, we have the lateral at the start, but because we're doing an intensifier, we might do a double rest pause. We might, we're doing a delt complex at one point. We noticed that if we were doing them prior to the arm movements, I, I just feel like from a stability standpoint, it almost throws off what you're trying to get. So we've actually had them now towards the latter end of the session burning weren't they like just yeah. hold the dumbbell and, and stabilize it like our shoulders were just burning like, very similar like i've I've adapted a sort of a approach with programming rear delts and side delts um i program them far apart because i find that my me myself and and, and clients have said like i i can't get the most out of the second movement because it just feels like my rear delts are firing up or my side delts are firing up so I'll always put like, if, for example, on like a, a session where you'd have both in the same, I'll put the rear delts before arms and then arms and then the side delt. Cause otherwise I feel like you just can't get much out of, out of it. And the first one takes over really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's pretty much, if I'm not mistaken. That's that section. Yeah, that's that session. Now we'll head into the, the Thursday session, which is, if I'm honest, I'll probably skim over this one. Um, I'll start off because there's not really too much for me to cover. Like it will be very, very similar to my, uh, to my first leg pull session. It will be an adductor, it'll be a ham curl, and there'll be probably either a rep range variant or, or a different machine. Obviously it will be because it'll be at warehouse. So it'll be the life fitness uh, hamstring curl, which is probably the best life fitness hamstring curl I've used. I quite like the, the one at warehouse. It's not fantastic, but it's decent. Um, and then there's two leg extensions I'll probably ban this just for a bit of variance as well and then I'll tax the short and probably do like a double drop set that's what I was doing I have been doing currently just with the, the minimal leg volume and then the only bit of variance in between this I'll be taking out the bent over row um, we'll be putting in probably a chest support t-bar I have a think because I know there's the, the Watson t-bar is pretty poor so I think a few uh, changes for that and it'll just be the regular it'll be like a, a probably a dual arm chest supported neutral pull down to begin emphasis in the short there'll probably be a, another vertically inclined pull down uh, later on throughout the session with a hold and lengthened and then probably a, a shrug I did a shrug yesterday double rest pause and my traps are absolutely ruined haven't grown still have shit traps but hey uh, they, they feel like they've done work so clearly it must be the first time I've actually connected well with a muscle so um, that's pretty much that and as I said there's not really too much for me to cover because it's pretty poor but this session for me in two three weeks will be pretty much what Finn's gonna rattle off now unless I completely just disagree with him <laughs> All right, so I'll do adductor again to start, but I will see how this adductor is with, with my adductor because obviously before it was niggling it, wasn't it? Um, then I will probably I will do the live fitness seated ham, but I do think at some point I will have a lying hamstring curl in either of the days just because I feel yeah. like it's warranted. But the reason that I'm not doing it right now is because I've been only doing that for so long. So I've only had prone ham curling for the last what four months so i reckon for now for this meso generally I'll, I'll have two seated variations in 
and then I will probably do the prone prime at, um, at Rotherham, I reckon. Yeah. Just because I, I do actually, I, I, I do think I've probably neglected in the past, I've neglected a prone ham curl. I've always unseated ham. And from like, yeah, a stability standpoint, I, I do think it's a better movement. I think you can generally get more load on it and you can probably get more out of it in terms of the hamstrings. But also then you've got the point that your hip angle is different when it comes to doing a prone. And, and obviously that's going to slightly affect how your hamstrings are contracting and how, how you're generally hitting them and where you're hitting. So I think I will benefit from actually having a, a prone ham curl where my hips are in an extended position rather than a flex position. So for now, I'll keep them seated, but at some point I'll do a prone. Um, I don't know whether you're going to do the same as that or not. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think it will depend. Yeah, I think it will depend on like the projection for when I can replicate the same session as you will uh, be doing. So I think when that probably occurs, it will probably be, I'd like to say, as mentioned, probably a few weeks from now. And then I think for the next meso, as we make a few tweaks, I reckon a hamstring, like a prone ham, would be would be good to put in potentially on the Monday session and then have this as the, the seated ham day or whatever. Well, I, I know there's a lying ham, but I don't think it's too great at warehouse. No, it's not great. That's why I'd do it at rather. Yeah. Um, no. Then I will do the pendulum. Do you reckon I, should I leg press before the pendulum? We we got we did well with that. I quite like the, the rationale of like one leg press with a lot of load and then going in with like a pendulum and maybe like a pause on, yeah. on one of the reps or one of the sets, should we say, or just two straight sets. I like um, I like the leg press as like a main movement on one of the lower sessions to begin. But it's a pivot leg press. Yeah. And the other leg presses are pretty poor there, if I'm honest. There's not the one outside is is okay, but you used it and it's all it's not great. And then the the hammer no not hammer strength the the Watson is it the yeah. Watson like just right. poor like felt it just didn't feel great. Like really, I just it just felt the the line of it felt like it was falling underneath you at times. Like the sled wasn't proper. We used to have to get um we used to have to like Finn would go to the, there's a cage where there's like a um a practical kind of cage, isn't there? Where they have like loads of bits of equipment for for one to one sessions and classes, and we'd like have to sneak into the cage and steal a booster seat so we could actually yeah, properly get ourselves in the right position. So yeah, yeah. it'll be a, it'll be an interesting one. I'll do the pivot leg press then first, I reckon. Yeah. I did, I did like that when we had that rotation or well throughout prep where I was doing a leg press before pendulum. So I'll do that and then I'll do, I'll probably do one set there and then I'll do two sets on the pendulum um, with probably unsure whether I'll do a pause on, on the first or the second set. Because I like the concept of doing the pause on, on the first set because you can use more load with that pause because you're a bit fresher, but then it kind of makes a bit more sense to do it on the second set when we're a little bit more fatigued and we can bit, make a bit more sort of use of the length and range. Yeah. So yeah, I'll play around with that and I'll probably just see which feels best. Or mm. I might just do uh, one set. I'll, again, I'll see how my recovery is because I think at the minute, like I've kind of been auto-regulating my leg volume when my knees don't feel great at all. I've just been doing that like, one set on each and, and it's been, then I've felt recovered and I've been sound to, to move on to the next, like next session I've felt better. So I will just auto-regulate that. And then I'll do another single leg. I'll probably do a walking lunge in this session because I've wanted to have one in for a while and they've got that long strip to do it on. So I'll probably do that. Yeah. The only issue is there's always PTs there with clients doing like medicine ball throws against the wall and stuff like that. So I don't know, probably not the best scenery to be looking forward and seeing 
them the people in front of you did throw medicine balls but hey hi warehouse summed up <laughs> yeah so i'll do that i'll do the uh the walking lunge uh and then after that again it'll be very similar to the um the other leg session um probably calves abs biceps i dealt yeah yeah simple yeah pretty simple the lower um, sessions don't require too much in the sense of like it's very, very uh, similar. Did you mention, I'm not too sure if you did, are you doing the leg extension after the walking lunge? I think on this session, you don't do the leg extension prior. You said you want to do it after, or are you doing it prior? No, nah, I'm still doing it prior, mate. Yeah. Okay. I'm not too sure if you actually mentioned it prior. Uh, did I say, I think I said Nautilus, Nautilus leg extension. Okay. You're going to band it as well with me, or are you going to do it with... Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll, band, I'll band the first set. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. It felt really good, actually, when we used to do that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mate, I, it in a band and then with a double drop set towards the latter end with no band into the stretch. Oh, right. that was brutal. It was good, but even that, I feel like that was just accumulating so much fatigue. I, mm. I wasn't progressing my big lift as much as I probably should have been at that time, I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that'll be that session. In terms of like the biceps and, and the triceps and the, the delts and how we choose what to do, do you want to go through that or do you want me to? Um, yeah, I'll go through. So we, we have a bit of variance. Like we played around with a lot of different movements. We've probably rinsed, I would say, every single bicep movement during this lockdown uh, for, for what we can what we can fathom up. I think the only one we haven't done, we haven't done a spider curl. And I don't think you ever will see us do a spider curl. So like I said, probably not going to do a spider curl, <laughs> as mentioned again. But yeah, we've rinsed through pretty much every single movement. We usually will pick uh, towards the latter end, as mentioned. There's not really too much thought process. It's just one working set with usually an intensifier, whether that's going to be a drop set, which again is something that I don't think we've ever really utilized before prior to this lockdown. Um, it's either a drop set, um, a rest pause set. I like drop sets and you hated on it. Yeah, I know I was I wasn't a fan, but I think from like a metabolite standpoint, they're they're not bad, and it's quite easy because you can just track uh, how many reps you get if you if you do a consistent drop every single time. So if you're, for example, uh, on let's say a, a lateral raise machine, we don't actually have a drop set on it. On it, we won't probably do a drop uh, drop set on like a lateral raise machine. But if you were to always go on sixty two kilos and you got twelve reps, and then you go to to forty two or whatever or forty six, whatever it's going to be, uh, if you were to imagine to drop that and then you log how many reps, it's quite easy just to track progression and usually can accumulate more effective reps through the, the the drop set nature so like i said that'll be probably the, the thought process for the for the for the lateral movement it will most likely we did a, we did a machine so it'll probably be a dual arm machine uh, lateral raise that we do we might do a dumbbell uh, or a cable um but I, th I think it will probably just depend on how our shoulders feel towards the end of the session and then when it comes to to the arm movement so we only really do one so we just do a bicep movement on the session if i'm not mistaken yeah. and again because it's on the thursday session this is a quite touch and go because we have the the push and arm session prior or for finley the upper push with with arms towards the end it's very intermittent on how our arms feel sometimes we can do the push and arm session next day I feel like we haven't even trained them and then other times bicep tendons ridiculously tight everything just feels a bit off and again we'll probably just go for a bit of variance so i think if i'm not mistaken what we've been currently doing i think we had a, a back against wall drop set curl uh, so we've just taken out any um any potential cheating that we we're going to do through like uh, any upper body movement and momentum but i know finn didn't get on well too well with that and to be fair uh, the walls warehouse i mentioned thrown against them we wouldn't be able to do a back against wall curl that's for sure bouncing off it oh. yeah <laughs> You'd see a ball fly above your head and you'd be thinking, oh, that's going to come out, isn't it? I think, like, 
when it comes to arm training um when it comes to any form of training obviously like i was saying before like all you need to focus on is the movement pattern so you know are you performing elbow flexion yes are you performing supination of the wrist yes are you performing um shoulder flexion yes if we do like a preach curl um so then i would say are you performing that those three with and also are you doing like a neutral grip movement for a little bit more sort of of the let's say the bicep brachii almost to fill in that gap between the bicep and the tricep from the side yeah and then then that's it sorted so like you can look at then angles you know you could do one with the humerus slightly behind the body and potentially be getting more out of the bicep in its length and range and things like that but you know, like you had that question on instagram you don't need to overthink that you know just hit it hit the biceps from you know those different grips and, and take them to failure they're going to grow um, i don't think it needs too much focus on you must do this movement you must do this movement this movement will be better at this time like you're just doing a bicep curl just feel it get stronger at it they'll grow yeah yeah pretty simple and then finally i think that's that's everything for the thursday session yeah. Heading into the uh, the Saturday session, so uh, the the longer winded wait for the for the full upper. This is the session again. Um, we're not a hundred percent. We don't do exactly the same. This is like a upper pull for for Finn, uh, but for me, it's a, again pretty simple from from an upper standpoint. So um, no surprise. Uh, first movement, a lateral raise. Uh, pretty much seems to be just lateral raises here, there, and everywhere. So uh, something to to get the delt fully short. Start. I would say minimal amount of fatigue, but in reality, like medial delt's not really going to get too much fatigue it's just a sense of potential psychological fatigue from being deeper into the session so we have something to get the delt nice and short to begin uh, we then i have two main presses i have these prior to the pulls just from a stability standpoint if you're going to do pulls prior i mean there, there could be a thought process but i always find if you're going to absolutely tax any posterior trying to stabilize a free weight press afterwards or something it's just probably not going to be your best bet um, where with finn he only has one main press and believe it or not it was flat barbell bench press uh, during the entirety of the lockdown uh, so we'll be swapping this out we're going to be at uh, us FB in so your is it ultimate fitness? I think it's ultimate fitness, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll have to have a look at some of the kit because we could potentially have been lied to uh, off what they've actually got when it comes to kit because we based it off one person's assumptions of the new kit they've got. But I've checked their Instagram out and there's no recollection of any of this new kit bar like one move, one machine. So we'll see, we'll see, that's for sure. It's still a good gym regardless. It's not, you know, it's not going to be a bad session at all. Uh, we'll still be able to make the most out of, out of that session, mate, even if it's not got all of the potential kit. Um, but yeah, I actually might do a machine lateral on this session because I think it'll be a, a better machine lateral than the one at Warehouse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, they've, got sure. they've got an Atlantis and a Cybex lateral there, I think. Yeah, I think I've seen both. Yeah, and then it'll be, are you doing a flat purse variant or are you going to be doing a, like a low incline or? <laughs> this is, again, this will be something that I decide when it comes to... Uh, to actually seeing seeing in the gym and, and being in the gym because like you say I'm not sure exactly everything that they've got but it will be either a flat machine press or a mid to low incline machine dumbbell barbell smith press I, I wouldn't actually be opposed to doing like a mid incline barbell to be honest if my shoulder feels okay um, or, or mid incline dumbbell it's just a case of kicking the dumbbells up um, when I'm only doing 42 kilos, it'll be all right. So I'm never doing dumbbells again, ever. Never, ever doing dumbbells again. Just not a fan. I just think, because again, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed a lot of the free weight movements. 
Um, mm. So I might, I might stick to that. That will be something that I, like I say, I do decide when it when it comes to to the, the session. Um, I've got a bit more of an idea of what I'll do with the uh, with the pulling movements. But even still, because we've not trained there recently, yeah. I've, I've only trained there a couple of times. Um, so if if they've got you know a load more new kit, then obviously we'll program slightly differently. Um, but for now, it, again, you know, focusing on the movement pattern, it'll be a form of mid to, to low incline slash flat form of press, whether it be machine, dumbbell, barbell, Smith, whatever it may be. Yeah. Basically what Finn's trying to say is if there's a hammer strength flat press, I will be doing that is that is <laughs> flying straight in. He's already made his decision. That's the first main movement. Fair, if if not, and if I don't really get on with any of the presses, I'll do the hammer strength flat press on the warehouse day. And they'll do a flat bench on that Saturday because they haven't made the hammer strength flat press was going very well before the yeah. lockdown. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like four and a bit, uh, four a bit plates, wasn't it? Something yeah. like that. It was quite good. So yeah, it'll be similar for me when, when it comes to pressing. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's like an Atlantis, and we got quoted all the Atlantis presses. So if there's an Atlantis shoulder press, that'll probably be the second main movement. And then I'd quite like to keep in like a, either a low incline Smith or a, a low to mid incline free weight barbell. Um, it will depend. Yeah, a few niggles. Yeah, a few. I'd like that. I'd, I'd like pretty much like a mid to low incline. If there's a like a fixed version where you don't have to make it in a rack, but even so, like making it in a rack would be far better than what we've been crafting currently <laughs> in the, in the shed. So we'll have that probably, and if possible, if if it feels alright again depends on kit we'd have to we'd have to go there and then from the uh, from the second movement it will most likely if it does have every single uh, atlantis press it will probably be like an atlantis shoulder press or yeah. a plate loader shoulder press i think it would have to, to depend from from that point and then after that um finn only does one press i do two uh, and then we go into i do two pulls afterwards uh, i think finn you do you do four don't you i think you do you do four but it's only six total sets yeah it, it works yeah. out as four pulls but it's, I think it's five total sets. No, it's six. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's six. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm not a hundred percent set on, on exactly what I'll do, but it will be some form of row. Um, so I think you, like you were saying, they've, they've got the prime extreme row. So yeah. it could be that probably would be that because I, when I've done the, to be fair, the Watson T bar that, that they've got there is actually really good. It's, it's just made for, massive people like i i'd have to stand on two blocks to to do it and i'm not that small i'm six foot if i stand up tall with big shoes on um and his hair pushed up questionable yeah I'm six sure. foot then, if i do all of that six six if he if he was single he'd be six two on tinder um but as, as mentioned only five ten in real life though it's uh it's it's still even if you were six two the watson t-bar is still too big well, I'm I'm six four, three hundred pounds. If any girl asks, so six four, three hundred ten pounds, lean. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty much me. I'll be I'll be fine. I'll be fine for that. So it'll be some form of row, um, yeah. and then it'll be a single arm dumbbell because I've really been getting on with it, really enjoying it, um, and with the fact that I won't have to set up the dumbbell and the dumbbell be massive, that'll make it obviously even even better of a movement so that'll be my first two presses uh, first two rows sorry and two sets on each of those then i will go into probably some form of like like we did like a dual arm iso row 
Um, so the first the, the first row is more so going to be sort of mid and upper back focused. The the single arm dumbbell row is obviously lat dominant, and then this row will be more like a, a dual arm lat dominant movement. And then I will do some form of pull up slash pull down. Um, again, obviously at the minute what I've been doing is just a pull up, which has actually been pretty sound. But last time I did it, it was a bit niggly on my shoulder, so it may change to a machine pull down. Um, or it may stay as a, as a pull up. Um, again, you know, I'm not too picky in regards to exactly what I do, um, as long as I'm hitting the same movement patterns as what I have been doing. Because you know, so far training's been going well and recovery's been in a good spot, so I'm not changing things up drastically. So that's kind of how that'll look, mate. Very similar to obviously what we've done in the shed, just with slightly different pieces of kit. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. And then, like I said, for me, uh, clearly some some technical difficulties. I was I was wanting to use the the, the prime extreme row. Realised this is a this is a push and arm session for me, so th- definitely not ideal because I wanted to use that bit of kit. And we were speaking about it, and Finn was like, "Yeah, do it Saturday. Do it Saturday." Clearly thinking, "Okay, I can't use the prime extreme row," which is uh, is a bit sad. But as I said, probably two three weeks from now, uh, I'll probably transition onto a very similar uh, approach to to the split as Finn. So I should be okay. So it shouldn't be it shouldn't be too upsetting. So I'll probably just do a, a tricep compound if it does have all Atlantis presses, as mentioned uh, multiple times. The Atlantis flat close grip press will probably be in if not maybe a close grip smith uh, i think could be in but again probably just a few shoulder issues so i think i'll probably just leave this blank it will be literally a tricep compound um with with whatever we can summon up and fathom on the day will probably be be chosen it will be rinsed for uh for probably the entirety until we go into either a fourth lockdown or whatever it's going to be when it comes to when it comes to uh the, the, the gym plan and then it will be the regular uh, isos to finish so i'll have a rest pause set um it will again depend if they have like a, it might be a d handle on a on a cable do they i think they have a cybex bravo so yeah, if they have a bravo i reckon we'll probably just do a, a, either a cuffed or a, a d handle i might do if i can due to again a few niggles if i can do like a upper clav so upper clavicular um aka pressing clavicularly uh, uh, as someone said <laughs> so um yeah so basically i'm just trying to i'm trying to fly uh, just clavicularly just fly with just my, my clavicles and uh, nothing else just my clavicles are going to be uh, the basically activating so uh, my actual collarbones are going to be the ones that basically initiating this movement um, the collarbone here yeah, so just a lot of emphasis there on just that that mid to inner collarbone, just fantastic. Really trying to you know bulk it out, and just uh, tone that. Yeah, tone it up, tone it up. Yeah, uh, Reese Reese physique. That's going to be the new Instagram name when I start saying that. Um, so. So anyway, um, like I said, I'll have a, probably an upper clav fly, um, most likely with a cuffed because I, I don't really like a D hand. I just don't. I don't think it feels too great on the contraction point. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably a cuff, a cuff fly. Maybe add in like a stretch to finish. Um, we we had a stretch in after I think a rest pause at Ultraflex Rotherham for the one session we got before uh, the gyms all closed and we went into to a national lockdown. I thought that was quite good, but again, probably something that we'll think about. And then it will just be for me. It will be a sense of I don't actually perform two tricep movements. Here. I just perform the the single, so the one tricep movement, uh, and I actually perform two bicep movements. So again, I think from a from a pressing standpoint, if I was to do loads of triceps, it's probably going to impact my pressing. And and yes, it's all well and good saying, oh, like more tricep volume. But if it's going to be impacting my pressing, I'd much rather be able to press five kilos more the next session or two and a half kilos more um, instead of not being able to progress more because I'm doing loads of tricep volume. So it's just one tricep movement. Um, we'll probably come to agreements. It'll most likely be something regular. I think we did we have a dual push down? Like it was yeah, nothing special. Like a, we had like a cuffed dual arm push down in, didn't we? 
Yeah, so it'll be a rope push down potentially. Uh, and then when it comes to the two bicep movements, it will literally be uh, a neutral grip and then a supinated grip, probably an intensifier on the second movement, loading sets on the first movement. Um, I know that we had uh, like a seated single arm that we, we've got on quite well with and we've had that in over the past. So I think maybe it's just a dumbbell single arm. We're almost like leaning into it slightly, holding with our non-working hand just to provide a bit more stability. Um, and again, something just to get a, a bit of, bi uh, a bit of uh, load onto the biceps and then just pretty much... Uh, Get, get some blood in there on the second set so there's not really too much thought process again when it comes to arms and then believe it or not a lateral to finish so that'll be the session for me um finn if you want to walk through the end of yours it's going to stay pretty similar uh, yeah, isn't it pretty much the same mate um i will have a rear delt movement in um when you do your fly i will do a rear delt fly instead um and then i will finish off with um Probably one bicep, one tricep, and, and side delts. Um, I don't think I'll do two biceps in this session. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll see, depending on, on how I'm feeling recovery-wise. Um, but generally, by the time I'm... This session's a little bit... Seems to be, anyway, a little bit longer for me to get towards the end than it does for yeah. you. But it might be different when we get back in the gym. So, yeah, we'll see with that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's everything covered, really, mate, in terms of the sessions. Um, yeah. Saturday, Finn always trains well because he has his off-plan meal afterwards. Absolutely. So, loads of motivation. So motivated. Yeah, his motivation's just through the roof and he comes in proper pumped up and he's like, oh, I get my off-plan meal, tells me exactly what he's having. He's already pre-booked. He managed what to all week. So yeah, like, I, I, my, my food sensitivity at this point, I don't even, even flinch. You could put anything in front of me and I'd be like, oh, you know. It's, it's, it, when you're having an off-plan meal pretty much every single day in the form of a cookie, uh, it's, just, it's just shocking at this stage. You don't want it. Just obviously no, don't. I don't. Uh, I woke up once, it was post-COVID, and I was just trying to plan how to fit my macros, and I was like, I just want a cookie, and then I just didn't want it on that day, and it's just led into a very inconsistent few weeks into prep. So if there's anybody still listening, I hope you know that. We're, we're kind of joking here, but in reality, like, you, I bet you there'll be one person who hears this, and I'll go, a cookie? Okay. No chance. No chance. No, no. So yeah, one cookie per day, one off-plan meal per day, should we say, or one additional supplementary meal. <laughs> have two McDonald's milkshakes. With a with your off plan meal on a weekend, I've won. <laughs> you had two. It was because it was because I was waking up the next morning lighter every single time. Yeah. So I was having a whole pizza and I was waking up lighter. And I will say, like, it's not even from a mental standpoint. It is just a sense of like we both have said I don't we don't need an off plan meal. Like it's probably been the only time I've really ever had it, and it's over just more of a. And I'm not going to try and like uh, try and uh, like exacerbate and say oh it's because i'm trying to work up my total weekly amount of calories it's not really that at all it's just more it's a bit of variance it's kind of me and finn probably do the exact same stuff on a day-to-day -day basis and in reality like it's not where we, we need it from a psychological perspective from a performance perspective again this stage of a gaining phase more specifically for me not really much of a benefit uh, but then at the same time like it's probably quite nice it's time that uh, it sounds a bit sad but i actually have it with my mum and as it was girlfriend so you know maybe maybe, maybe one day i'll be in the in the same position um, but we'll, is, we'll see about that social benefit yeah that is, is my opinion like i don't need an off-plan meal at all like i don't feel like oh i really you know really can't wait for this food or whatever like don't get me wrong after prep yeah like for the first month or two months like i would really really enjoy having something that was you know like say a pizza or a five guys or whatever but now like like you say you don't really care it's just it, it's nice to be able to sit down with Shannon and, and, and enjoy, you know, 
a different bit of food. Like every other meal, we don't we don't really eat together. Like because obviously I, all my meals are at different times to, to her, and we don't get that time to sit down like most couples might get every night. You know, I'm out training or we're eating different foods all the time anyway because obviously she doesn't eat the same same foods as me. So more so from that, you know, we can put on a program that we want to watch like drag queens, and uh, and we can just enjoy like a, a meal. And I think as well because of obviously like because of prep it almost makes me appreciate it more and i almost think you know why not enjoy it while i can because I'm, I'm not going to do that in, in prep um so i'll enjoy it while i can and but as well we you know we're, we're not stupid like we don't make stupid choices it's not like we're there having you know pizza and ben and jerry's and then going and getting another dessert or you know it's like for me literally most of the time it's a burger where i'm getting like a load of decent quality beef and like chips on the side or i'll get like a pizza so it's never like a horrendous choice where our digestion goes to shit yours is already shit all the time anyway yeah mini cut needed if i, if I didn't have a competition prep yeah i um yeah meal one meal one toilet trip meal two toilet trip uh intra workout toilet trip i decided just to do it in the gym and finn doesn't really mind leg press it was actually the other day every time isn't it Yes, but no, in reality, uh, to be fair, at this body weight, I thought my digestion would be far, far worse. I remember during the first lockdown, my steps per day were around two to 3,000 as an absolute maximum because lockdown, we were training at mine. Um, and I remember like, I think I was on like 5,000, I'd have to have a look, it was like mid to low 5,000 calories. So it's like either 5,2 or 5,4. And the food choices and sources were, they were not poor, but there was a lot of food and only like five meals per day. And my digestion was appalling. And it showed in my physique where I just didn't look too great where now like I'm five kilos up I've definitely not got five kilos worth of extra fat but I'm, that's not me to me sound lean I'm not lean at all but I'm in a far better position to start a prep than, than when I was and like my food's high it's not as high as it has been like Finn's food isn't as high as it has been before and it been, might get to that point but there's no need to like there's no need to rush we both push food it won't for me I, I can't imagine because of lifestyle changes like when I was on yeah. five and a half thousand calories a day I was doing eight to 10 hours of PT and I was walking probably 15 to 20,000 steps most of the, most of the time. Um, on, on a, on a, maybe a quieter day, it was like 10 K was an absolute, it was a low day. Whereas now it's like, I'll pretty much get between five and, and seven, 8,000. Um, and that's just walking to and from like the car and, and, and obviously around the gym while we're training. So I can't imagine mate that I'll get, get back up to over five for that. Maybe at the end of this gaining phase, you know, you never know, but I can't imagine I really will because I just don't think I'll need to because of the fact that I'm just not expending as many calories. Yeah, well, I think it'd be quite a good one to go through on one of the further episodes of Once You're In, You're In podcast. I think that could be something that we could look to cover. Um, well, I've got questions as well, so that we'll cover them in the next one. What, are there any good ones? Do you want to do any immediate questions? I, I, it's later in, so... <laughs> this, this podcast's too long right now. Yeah. Thought, <laughs> anyway, are there any good questions? Listening. Yeah, there's some. Mm -hmm. really. If anyone's still listening, then thank you. We appreciate you. Um, yeah. But no, there, there were some decent ones, but it's more so people just taking the piss. We'll do. We'll do that in the next episode. Yeah, that'll be spot on. So that's pretty much it then. We've gone through all our sessions. If you have any questions regarding the session formats, uh, we're not going to program for you, that's for sure. Um, but we don't mind. Yeah, we don't mind either in a, in a further podcast or replying to, to messages or voice notes or yeah, whatever. We'll do, do an um, and stuff. 
yeah so like i said send over any questions if you have any further questions regarding the, the what we've discussed today um but that's pretty much everything uh, i seem to be doing the outros but i did the intro this time so i'll, I'll pass it over to finn to, to all leave us out yeah, but, all i'd say on top of that is if there is anything specifically that people want uh, us to cover in in the podcast if there's any guests you want us to get on if there's any concepts you, know, concepts you want us to cover um here on the caitlin hill podcast we'll, we can do that for you. Um, but no yeah if there is anything that that people do want to cover and we, we will do that we'll drop question boxes um in regards to frequency mate do you reckon we can do two a week or is your workload too massive oh, don't take the piss um <laughs> no no one's listening at this stage um i, I reckon it would depend i i think i could do mate the problem is on tuesdays our physio don't i and on Fridays, uh, I could do for every Friday, but Sunday I could also do, but you're with Shannon Sunday. So I don't think we could do Sunday. So let's say we'll do a minimum of one a week at least. Um, yeah. We'll aim for two and they'll probably come, they'll come out sporadically. I'm not going to say we will post at this time because we probably won't and it'll, it'll end up being different times. So they'll come out sporadically, but we'll, we'll aim to do at least, they'll definitely be one a week, um, probably two and, and we'll go from there. So yeah, spot on. Cool. Yeah, all, right. all good. Thanks to everyone. Right. Cheers, guys. And we'll see you in the next one.